Well, hello, listeners. Welcome back to the Purposeful Marketing Podcast. Aaron, Mary James here. The trio is back, and we're going to talk about a very um, compelling topic in a narrative way, I may say, and that is the strategic narrative. What is it? How do you use it? Um, why does it matter to marketers? Um, and then kind of whose responsibility is it to um, handle this really big marketing activity called the strategic narrative? Um, I think this is one that's really important right now, as I know my own agency, we're working on ours and we're helping clients um, accelerate it and test it faster. Um, so I have some thoughts and feedback on that as we go. And then generally, I think with Gorilla 76, James and Mary can speak to that is I think they're involving some aspects of their narrative as well. But to kick us off, I'm going to throw it to you, James, content director. What is a strategic narrative? Give it it. I think that a strategic narrative done right in the purest sense um, is the story that defines who your company is and what your company means to the people that it serves. Um, I think that like, I mean, the goat or like the preeminent thinker on strategic narrative is Andy Raskin. His podcast, The Bigger Narrative is an awesome listen. Um, he would say like the story is the strategy. Um, strategic narrative is, is what you, it's an exercise that you go about to make sure that the things that you're doing and the high level thinking that's shaping all of your decisions is actually aligned with who you are, what you intend to mean to people. Um, you know, rather than something so like nebulous as a mission statement, maybe something more like, like the story is something that connects you maybe in a more innate way to the people you serve. Um, just by virtue of like its format. Um, so that's kind of where the power of say a strategic narrative comes in as opposed to just, you know, maybe like, I don't want to say just a mission statement because mission statements can be powerful and written by a good writer with the right people. Um, they can be good, but it's something more holistic and connected to the outside world in a, in a really direct way that's easy for people to implement and understand. Yeah. And I think part, part of this conversation is there are nuances between the things we're talking about, probably narrative positioning, messaging. Um, but at the end of the day, I think it's just, um, what is the story that your business is telling? And then how can people retell that story and why does it matter to them? And I think maybe sometimes we make it too technical with a strategic narrative, but um, how I always view it is there's a lot of choices. There's a lot of things to consider and what the strategic narrative helps is when I'm making a buying decision is like, why you, you know, why this company? And then we can utilize that to improve several aspects of our marketing program. Um, now I'll throw it over to you, Mary, to just running kind of these projects or helping clients. Is there anything you want to add to kind of what James said about the strategic narrative? Um, not necessarily add, but I would like to, um, I like that James was kind of, what is it not? So it's not a mission statement. Um, we talked about this right before we hit record. It's also not a go-to-market narrative. So it's not a marketing-led thing. It's not a marketing project. It's not something that marketing will use to shape 
you know, copy on the website, let's say, or their campaign structure. It is truly something that comes from leadership. It's a leadership-led initiative that the whole company can get behind. Um, James, since we run on EOS, would you call this like our VTO? Do you think that would be an accurate way to frame it? I think that the VTO is some like companies might make a choice. Like you don't need a strategic narrative. Like you can exist as a company without one. I think if you're running, you can run EOS without a strategic narrative. And there's elements of the VTO that replace some of the things that a strategic narrative is there for. You know, there's a purpose cause. It's the same thing. Like Gorilla, does Gorilla have a mission statement? We have a purpose cause passion statement. What's, you know, what is the difference? It's all like kind of, um, they're trying to accomplish the same thing in a number of different ways. Um, I wouldn't say that EOS like amounts to a strategic narrative, but, um, I think a big difference is if you're going to build, uh, Vision Traction Organizer is what VTO stands for. Basically a one-pager uh, or a one-sheeter of like, this is our business, this is who we are, this is our goals. If your leadership team builds that, they have a lot of conversations about like, who are we? Why are we doing this? Um, and and that leads them to producing that one-sheeter. Well, the strategic narrative is kind of like, if the employees just see the one-sheeter in EOS, the strategic narrative is like, let's tell the story to every single person. You know, let's make sure everyone understands every single part of this. Like, what is the whole picture here? What is like the complete motivation behind everything that we do? Um, I don't know that like the VTO or EOS totally cares about that um, in, in the same way that like, a strategic narrative project seeks to deliver that. Yeah, I think with in what you said, James, um, a word that's coming to me and as I was scrolling through Andy Raskin's um, strategic narrative blog about this is um, the word alignment and like how the strategic narrative can really just align a lot of things. It can line thinking, can line activity, can line results and goals. Um, most importantly for the customer, again, it aligns the why. You know, why should they choose you as a solution? I think that's kind of what I see the strategic narrative as and um, particularly why it's so impactful as an activity to do. Um, we've kind of broken it down in a couple of different ways here. I think it'd be best to kind of maybe explain like how you apply this. Um, I'll kind of throw it to you, Mary, first, and I can kind of explain in performance marketing what I'm doing to kind of apply the strategic narrative. Yeah, I think speaking from, like you said, at the beginning of the episode, you know, we're part of two agencies that are reframing our strategic narrative and what we noticed was to your point Aaron a misalignment so what are we really doing for our clients we kind of know who we serve but that's also expanding as the term industrial expands into stuff like industry 4.0 robotics automate automation and AI um, so we were just kind of like we know we needed something a little more finite than what we had in 2021, 2022. So we just knew going in that we needed to build a more cohesive way to explain what we do and who we do it for, not only for our clients, but mostly just like internally. So our 
our internal teams could say, yep, okay, this fits in line. I can get behind this. This is something I want to be a part of. Yeah. And I think that's goes with my line of thinking too. And I'm, I'm going to say two things, which is one, a strategic narrative is not finite. Like it's not, we set it and forget it and it's just going to live forever. Um, I think they evolve um, as your company evolves, your clients evolve, your team evolves and the world evolves. Your strategic narrative should too. Now, I think kind of what both our agencies are realizing is, well, we need to deploy a new strategic narrative. <laughs> Things are changing. Um, how do we do it? Um, for us, again, why that alignment is so important is just to give really specific examples is um, our narrative was really focused on revenue marketing. And we kind of had discussions internally as a group is, well, that's not really what we do marketing for. What we do marketing for is relationships. And that's what we want to align our thinking, our activity, our measurement, our goals, and working with clients. Um, now, how we're actually applying that is um, through testing and doing a lot of GTM acceleration and, and all, all these different types of tactics. But again, what I really want to make important is you should evolve it. You should think about it. You should align on it. It's like this like living organism, a strategic narrative. Um, what we've done to really kind of get this going is we run things such as live events, podcasts, um, testing with clients, getting feedback. Um, but what we learned most is again, is like, you have to tell people the narrative. I think that's what I'm trying to get to right here is like, if you're not telling people it, if you're not like actually going to the market, talking to customers, um, running these type of events, like that's not a strategic narrative either. So when we're talking about how to use it is you actually have to like ship it out into the world um, and then get some feedback from that. Um, James or Mary, you have any comments on that? Yeah, I guess my, my primary comment would be like, I don't see like anything that Gorilla's doing as like a, looking at our strategic narrative for change, like, and adjusting it. But I do think that like, like we change the way that customers can start working with us. And, and that is mostly like the type of way that a marketing person should be using strategic narrative. Like if the strategic narrative is something that's leadership led, you know, it's not just about like, you know, signing a sheet of paper that says, I agree with the strategic narrative. And like, if someone at, you know, at coffee asks me about it, I promise I'll be able to read off the, you know, the one statement. Um, I'll use it for networking. No, it's like, what you should be able to do is ask questions like, is the way we go to market in alignment with the strategic narrative? Is the way that we talk about what we do in alignment with our story? Um, is, are we ignoring parts of our story? You know, are we hiding parts of our story when we advertise are we um you know are we advertising ourselves in a way that like are we speaking to things that aren't a part of our story and then maybe wondering why we're miscommunicating with our customers um i think that that's kind of the way that marketing should be using strategic narrative um like if you, if you have, if your company has a story, like your authenticity to that and how you do your job and, um, is, is going to be really impactful. And if you want to say, like, if you think something should change, 
you know, if you want to be like an agent of change in your organization, um, if that change is in support of the strategic narrative that's in place, if that change like is one grounded in authenticity to that story, then you're going to be successful. Like you're going to be infinitely more successful. You're going to get infinitely more buy-in. Um, and I think that's why they're powerful is because it gives everyone in the company, okay, here's the story. You know, so long as what you're doing is a part of this, like you are going to get a lot of support. Like you are going to get the things that you need. Your, your leader is their only job is to get you everything you need to better support this. That is the, that's why we're paying them. So if you need anything to, to change the way we work to make it better for this, you just say the word, you know, we can make that happen. Um, it kind of gives people a loose roadmap for like who you are now, but also aspirationally, like how you hope that everybody understands you. One thing I love that you're talking about, James, is you have to do the activity, right? Like you won't understand if there's a misalignment or miscommunication unless you start um, working on your strategic narrative. And I think that's something we are learning as an agency as we do it. Um, I'm trying to, uh, one tactical thing I think you can do if you're listening as a business is something we're trying this week is um, try to explain your strategic narrative in 30 seconds to someone. Um, we are literally recording them and then we're all gonna watch them and then see how we feel. Um, that's a really quick activity you can do, but what is super important is because if you can't explain it, if it's complex, if it's not simple, if it's not easy to retell, then no one else can either. Again, that's, I think we've like talking really why this matters so much. And at this point, you're probably getting it. Um, and I think probably the next part of this conversation is um, like, how can you actually do this and who's in charge of it? Um, because the point I want to make of why I'm so passionate about the shooting narrative is messaging the story, those are things marketers can control. I can have a huge impact on that. Um, as a performance marketer, I can create ads and go test it and go validate it. I can come back with feedback. I think for those listening, they may want to do that, but maybe what they're going to find is who's responsible for this and like who should be. And I'll kind of pass it to you, Mary, um, and maybe you can kind of talk about that um, alignment amongst teams of who's responsible for the strategic narrative. Yeah, so when we did our exercise, we did it a little bit differently. We did, it was like a positioning workshop. So we do it for clients and we were like, hey, we should treat ourselves like a client and do it ourselves. And we had kind of a representative from each team. So we had our CSE there, that's our client success executive. Um, we had a writer, we had two strategists and we had both of our founders, John and Joe there. So what we did is just go really deep into who we are, who we help, why we help them so much better than our competitors and then what value that brings to them. Um, that's obviously a little bit more on the marketing side, that little last point, but I think it's so important to have every member of a team there. So what this might look like at one of our clients firms is having a marketer there, a salesperson there, someone from leadership, and then someone even from engineering or operations. So if they have a manufacturing plant, having like a VP or a head of operations would be key because they have insights that the other team members don't have. So I do think it needs to be leadership led, 
but with representatives of the team to give feedback. So I like that you guys are doing that. That's kind of a cool way to do it with the 30 second recordings. Yeah. You know, I think kind of our bit is like, um, this should be like a whole year thing where you're just testing it in different ways. I'll kind of speak more to live events because that's something we're doing a lot is um, we're breaking up the narrative in different chunks, different ways we think about it. We run a live event. We invite um, our clients and people in our space, and then we talk about it. And then hopefully someone says that makes sense or someone says that sucks, you know, <laughs> like we'll take that feedback too, right? And it's just helping us get better. Um, I think, again, for a lot of marketers, especially if you're in-house or you're um, starting your career, like you may not have um, your hands on this at all. Um, I do think what you can do again is start, start to think about your own company and then start to think about like, how would you explain that to someone, right? Like, what is the vision there? I know it's not a VTO as we were talking about, but I think there's just something important of like running through this exercise. I guess, James, again, as a content director, um, you do positioning language, um, you do some narrative stuff. Like, how would you help someone just starting out as like a copywriter, maybe um, partaking in this process? I don't know. I think that, you know, Gorilla writes a lot of go-to-market narratives and we do a lot of positioning. We just did our own positioning workshop, as Mary said. I wasn't there, but um, it can happen without me. I'm happy that it did. I'm glad I wasn't there. Um, but like those things are not the strategic narrative. Those things are, are close, but they're different. Um, and the strategic narrative has to be run by who that whoever that person is at the top. Whoever that person is, that there is nothing that, like there is always someone. There's always decisions that need to be run by someone. Some decisions don't have to be run by other people. They can be made by someone and implemented immediately. Like the strategic narrative that the company is now aligned under that will always need the buy-in of the person at the top. It turns out the actual effective way to do it is for the person at the top to do it. Do you believe in something? What do you believe in? Like it has to be what the leader believes in. Um, it has to be led by them. Marketing's contribution it seems like the most effective way for marketing to contribute is to like try and learn from customers. Like what, what do customers think our story is? What, where are we, re where are we actually resonating in the market? It's how companies find out that, you know, Oh, we're not a chat bot. We're, uh, you know, we're a sales enablement tool or, you know, I don't know that it's a horrible example, but, um, and then I think, you know, maybe marketing can help provide like, help provide the framework to leadership um, in terms of like the language that's working with customers so that when leadership tries to like tell the story of, you know, in the aughts, people used to go to the mall and you could go to the mall and you could buy all this stuff at the mall and it, it it's that not the normal daily stuff but you can take care of all of your like gift giving you can take care of all that at the mall wasn't that didn't it feel like an awesome time well guess what that is not what happens anymore because guess what's really awesome is doing that ad hoc whenever the hell you feel like it on the internet 
we've entered a new age. You know what people need now that we've entered a new age is one place to go where they can do all that online shopping. One place. It's now a mall that you don't have to park. Okay, that's probably a company's strategic narrative. That someone has to tell the story. There has to be context. There has to be why are why are we here? Why us? Why does it matter to you? Um, what does it really mean? And I think like in terms of the language that you use to talk about it, I think marketing can definitely have an impact there because you should be talking to customers and you should know the type of language that works, the type of messaging that works. Um, but like what the company actually means cannot be determined by marketing and work at, at the holistic level that it's supposed to, because what it's supposed to do is let's say this is Amazon's story, which it's not in any way. Like it has to work for the warehousing team. Like this story has to be what matters for the people in the warehouse. The story has to be what matters for the people on the shop floor. Um, it is not just about you interacting with your customers. So, um, that's why it has to be leadership driven. Um, mm -hmm. because it has to matter to ops, customer support, HR, everyone. Um, but what marketing gives is also like gives to it in terms of help with the messaging if needed is also what marketing should be taking from it, which is I can pull a lot of this. A lot of this is, you know, if, if we want our marketing to be authentic, we need to message in a way that this suggests as suggested by this story. Um, so we do messaging stuff for our clients. We do positioning stuff for our clients. And that's kind of like, we kind of do the part of the, our clients don't all have strategic narratives. We kind of replace what's valuable from that for marketing um, on our own so that we can then use it. And so that they can then use it for marketing ad infinitum if they cease working with us. Yeah, there's just so many great um, points that you brought up, James. So one let's linger on is, um, you need to talk to your customers. I think if you're going to understand the narrative, you have to understand what is the story that's in their head. And like, that's the best way to get it is by talking to people and specifically your customers. I do think like on my soapbox, I like, this should be the thing marketing does. Like, I think you should just have marketing teams that do strategic narrative. So I think it has the highest impact in regards to what we can actually do for marketing. And I think what's so important about um, the messaging is if we're going to really lean on talking to our customers, we're going to lean on doing these activities where um, we're doing demand gen. So in create content with messaging, it's like our hands are all over messaging. So I think the point I'm making is like, if you can do anything, do this, you know, what you can't always do, because I do want to dive into more about the revenue marketing is um, you can do everything that's in your control to have more marketing source revenue. But at the end of the day, sales has to close the deals, right? So that's why it's always a hard thing to lean on is let's lean on these revenue metrics um, as our indicator of success. I much rather lean on like, am I good at telling this narrative? Um, what did I do to lift and have an impact on my customers with how they tell the story? That's almost like a more compelling and fun way to do marketing again. And, and I think that's what's so exciting for me about it. Um, I think even an uh, example I want to provide is like this podcast. 
is again, essentially James, Mary and I are the owners of it. So we do have leadership at the table, um, but that's what we're doing, right? Is, you know, essentially we started this with an idea of James and Aaron want to talk about philosophy and marketing. Um, and then it's evolved as we've talked, tested it, got feedback, brought guests on. Um, I don't know what it is today, but we're showing up each week to figure out that narrative so we can get better at it. So if we take anything out of this, <laughs> you know, I think try to do the narrative, try to be a part of it. I think you'll have fun. Um, and I really hope you at least get the ability to do it. Um, James, Mary, any final thoughts on strategic narrative or you want to take this anywhere else? Sweet. <laughs> I was trying to let Mary go first. Oh, that was so nice of you. I was trying to gather my thoughts first. Um, yeah. I think that if you can participate in it, you should. Um, if you're going to do it anyway, I think honestly, that's my favorite way is the way that Aaron just described. Um, you should just get a couple people, maybe mid-level, um, give them 30 seconds, send them the video. And, you know, that would have been a really interesting exercise when I was in-house as a marketer is if I would have just gotten some project engineers, maybe some um, techs, and then some maybe like mid-level sales guys and me, you know, just a marketing um, specialist to do 30 seconds on what is the company's strategic narrative? Because I'm sure it would have been 10 different answers mm -hmm. and then send that to my leader and say, okay, where do you see the gaps? Where do you see holes now? So that's interesting. I really like that way to do it. Heck yeah. yeah, yeah. My, my only thought is just that, you know, should you as a, if, if you lead a marketing team or if you're a one man marketing team, or if you're number two on a two man marketing team, are you going to be able to like produce your company's strategic narrative? No. Are you going to be able to, could you potentially like get your team aligned on here is the story that we want to tell to customers? Yes. And it will be super valuable. Um, can you ask leadership? What is our story? Yeah, you absolutely can. They'll probably be happy to tell you. Um, if they have one, maybe they don't, maybe they want one. You know, I, I think that like, yeah, I, I don't want to belabor this, but you cannot set the strategy for the other, for the sales team. You know, you cannot do that. You cannot tell the story for the sales team, for um, the manufacturing team, for the product development team. Um, leadership has to spearhead that, but you can definitely take like the principles behind this and, and say like, we want to figure out what story we're actually telling customers. Um, and it makes your job so easy, so much easier. I don't want to promise too much. <laughs> so I, well, we'll wrap up there. I think maybe this is part one of the strategic narrative conversations. Um, I think we could have went through more, maybe like actual examples. Maybe it'd be fun to do some from industrial, from, professional service, medical device, maybe SAS, maybe that's a part two for us. Um, if you have questions, thoughts, comments, let us know. I also think there's some tactical things you can do that we can discuss about how do you actually do this in a marketing program that will be important. Um, and generally there's probably some questions about, again, how do I get sales involved? How do I get leadership involved? I want to do this. I, I hear you. I listen to you. Um, but when I start today, what do I do? So throw those questions at us. Um, we love the feedback and love to answer them.
Again, this will be on Spotify, um, Apple Music, Podcasts, YouTube, wherever you listen to podcasts, it will be there. We are taking guests. We're going to have them on the show um, pretty soon here. So if you want to raise your hand and jump on and talk about all these great topics with us, I, I would love to have you on. And I'll throw it. I just can't speak today. I'm just going to end it here, y'all. <laughs> I appreciate you. <laughs> Um, have a good one and take it easy.